morning, everyone. Good morning, Jan. <laughs> happy Sunday. <laughs> it took some getting used to. I said happy Saturday to her earlier, and she corrected me. <laughs> Sunday. It's Sunday. It's a good day to be alive. Amen. Thank you, Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. Thank you. And good morning on our podcast at SoundCloud, on podcast at Word at the Ranch. We welcome you today to this service and online. Thank you, Arthur. And online on Facebook as well. Thank you for tuning in today. We love you guys. I believe we had 54 viewers our last service on Sunday. So let's just keep it growing. Amen. Keep it going. If you're on Facebook, just share our services with somebody, would you? You know, they say 80% of the world, the world now is on Facebook. So there you go. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I've had a couple ideas to of knockoffs for social media names, but uh, we won't go into those. <laughs> Facebook, handbook. <laughs> you know, remember those green boxes? No, they're sorry, they're called red boxes where you rent DVDs from, and they put them in all. I wanted to start a green box. You know, why, why not? Just like Five Guys, is anyone eating a Five Guys? They're knockoff of In-N-Out yeah. from New York. Yeah. How dare they come into California yeah. with their spicy Cajun fries and get away with it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you know those companies who are like knockoffs of the real thing. I just think it's funny. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Let's pray, shall we? <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you where two or three are gathered. You're here in our midst. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for living big and deep within us. We reach into the kingdom of heaven inside and take anything we need, anything we want. For you are a gracious Father, and Jesus, you said it's our Father's good pleasure to give us the entirety of the kingdom. I thank you for making us kings and priests on the earth today. May we reign in this life through one Jesus Christ this year in 2022, the year of double for your trouble. And we give you all the praises and the glory for it. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 We were at Knott's Berry Farm for seven hours yesterday. Seven hours, that's a full shift almost. We made it, amen. And the busiest day of the year, but hey, we did it. <laughs> and our parents are here to tell about it. You're alive, praise God. <laughs> We're alive, amen. <laughs> Started the new year alive. That's a good way to start it, alive, amen. So praise God <laughs> for the life giver. Say it with me. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in me now, raising me to places I've never been before. Amen. You are now seated permanently on the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus. Amen. And you reign over every circumstance and over every name that's named. Amen. COVID's just a name. Praise God. The flu's just a name. Hillary Clinton's just a name. <laughs> Gavin Newsom's just a name. <laughs> Joe Biden's just a name. And we're seated in the name above all names. Amen. The name above all names. Donald Trump's just a name. We're seated in the name above all names. Amen. And on his shoulder rests his government. Amen. And we're the body of Christ. Amen. You may be a hand, you may be a pinky, you may be a foot, you may be a shoulder, but just stay in your position and don't get dislocated. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And then we'll just flow together. Amen. So be the best member you can be. Amen. The member of the body of Christ, that is. Praise God. Say it with me. The, the gates of hell, the gates of hell shall, not prevail shall not prevail against his church, against his, against his, church, against his body. Against his and body. say it with me. As he is, so am, I, so am I in this world. In this world. Well, I got news for you. Jesus ain't broke. Jesus ain't pope. <laughs> Jesus ain't sick. As he is, so are we in this world. That's a great word to get in your heart. 
as Jesus is right now in heaven, so are we in this world. Whatever he has, you have. You are a joint heir. Amen? A joint heir of the sample son, the perfect son. Amen? Came to perfect me and you. You're a joint heir of God. Amen? <laughs> heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. Your first brother raised from the dead. Amen? You have equal rewards just like Jesus. So say that with me. God loves me, God loves just, me. As just as much as my older brother Jesus. He's the sample son to pave the way. And he grafted us into the familia of faith. Amen. <laughs> Praise God for Jesus. When it all is said and done, it's really all about him. It's all about Jesus. Amen. The more you magnify him, the more God will magnify you. It's so true in your worship. Arthur knows this. In your worship, you just come before him worshiping. Chris knows this. Private worshipers know this. Amen. Play music and just worship God on their own. You know, you worship him, you magnify him, he, his light comes upon you, amen? And his presence is there, and he illuminates your darkness, and you just set free. Just like Paul and Silas, when it was dark, dark, dark in those prisons. They didn't have light back then. Dark prisons. Pitch black, probably. And, you know, and they just started singing praise and worshiping God and illuminated that whole place. Deliverance happened, shackles fell off, amen? People were healed, people were delivered, and then that, the, the warden of that prison became born again started his home church, amen, he got converted, amen, started the first prison ministry, amen, right there in that prison, praise God, so God will show up anytime, you just bring him on the scene, through praise and worship, you know, if I'm having a hard time with a teller or a bank teller, tell the teller how you feel, no, don't do that, <laughs> or, or a cashier or anyone like that, and you know, you can, you can pick them if you're waiting in line at the grocery store, you know who to go to who's going to be nice to you. But have you ever gone to the unnice ones? <laughs> By force, sometimes you're directed in that. Like, oh man, I didn't want this one, but oh, all right, here we go. It's going to be a little tough today. I just wanted to be light and merry. And oh, yeah, you agree with me, I agree with you. <laughs> you know, instead it's like, how are you doing? You know, would you like bags? <laughs> I'd like to give you a pep talk, amen? <laughs> but uh, what's my point there? <laughs> God's not a respecter of persons. Don't tell the teller how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's just move on from that point. <laughs> Praise God forever. Uh, say, I'm a light. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Praise and worship. But if I go to those tellers, you know, I'm always just praying under my breath or singing under my breath. That's usually when I start praising and worshiping. When I know something's going to be hard, I just start singing. And it changes the atmosphere. And it give them, gives them a sporting chance, amen, to grab hold of you the anointed one you are, you know, who you represent, what you're carrying inside of you, which should be all the fruits of the Holy Ghost and the word of the living God, Christ Jesus himself and the Holy Ghost, God in man in you, amen? <laughs> to give him a sporting chance to receive. So change the atmosphere through praise and worship, amen? That's what we do here. We change the atmosphere anywhere we go through praise and worship, and then people can easily receive your words more in that atmosphere of faith where words are released, you know, where the word of God's released. Praise God. So you're an atmosphere changer everywhere you go. And we're not, it's, we're instructed by Paul, don't be conformed to this world. You know, don't let the news media that they're speaking to you get on you or get in you, especially in you. For out of the heart proceed the issues of your life, Jesus said. So don't let it seed in you and get in your heart and change who you are. It says don't be conformed to this world or news media. Amen. 
<laughs> but be transformed by the renewing of your mind through the word of the living God. Amen? It'll renew your mind, and really you're ruled by your thoughts. Have you noticed that? And your body's ruled by your thoughts. Have you noticed that? Let's go to Galatians. Finally, we're getting into our message. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. Go to Galatians um, chapter 4 with me. Well, we'll just go to chapter 5. And uh, the Lord had just put in my spirit this week, the fruits of the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit. You know, there's nine fruits and nine gifts. That's, that seems to be the number the Holy Ghost chose, is, is nine. You know, a six is just a flipped up nine, upside down nine. I don't think it's coincidence that the devil chose 666, you know, three nines flipped upside down. He's a perverter of truth, amen? He always tries to mimic God and pervert it and wicker. You know, even the chairs you're sitting, wicker means to twist. Wicked, that's where we get wicked from, to twist. So um, he's a twister of truth. He tempted Jesus in the wilderness with what? With truth, but he twisted the truth. So that's what the devil does. He twists the truth. That's why we have to pray, Lord, give me the right ears to hear. Amen. And give me a solid foundation of truth. You have to read your Bible, old and new now, by John 10.10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give life and life in full. Until you do that, you'll never fully understand the Old Testament or the new. God's not in the killing business. Jesus said the devil was. And God and the devil aren't the same. They don't share any traits, by the way. They're exact polar opposites. God is love. The devil is hate. So you're going to have to choose which side of the, the fence you're on, especially if you're a Christian. You should have chosen love in Christ, right? Instead of hate, variance, malice, hatred, wrath, all the anger, depression, all those evil sides, the dark side, amen? But you'll always have to choose. You have, you have the right to choose, the privilege to choose each and every day of your life, which side you'll serve and which side you'll be on. Either you're parodying the news media and the world and being conformed to that, speaking that, or you're being conformed to the truth by speaking your kingdom and the word to pass. So you're a preacher of truth, not the preacher of lies in the world. Amen? There's a lot of Christians who just spew off the world's news. And that's what, why do they spew it off? Because that's what's going into them. But you'll know a tree by its fruit what they're talking about. You can hang around anyone on earth two minutes and know exactly their position in life by the way they talk. Where they're at spiritually, financially, physically, relationally, you can know that within two minutes via the Holy Ghost, amen? <laughs> so don't get around people who are just talking the world, especially in the church, amen? Don't let them poison you, you know? Stay in truth, praise God, and keep those people around you who, who continue to speak truth into your life. Because you need a fresh stream to, to wipe out all that clutter you're hearing out there, just in general, amen? <laughs> You know, you need a fresh stream of the truth to just clear out the clutter. If anyone seen that demonstration, pastors do it all the time. But they grab that full that cup of water, and they put dirt and all this mustard, ketchup, or whatever in it. And then they pour in a fresh pitcher, and all those contaminants rise to the top. And then if you keep pouring, it just overflows from the cup, and the contaminants are cleansed just by the on-pouring of new, fresh, living water. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the representation of the Word and the Holy Spirit that we're supposed to drink in fresh daily to keep our lives uncluttered and uncontaminated from the sediments of earth and man. Amen? From the sediments of the world. So you have to have a fresh dose. Have you noticed? <laughs> you have to go to the Word first and not the world to live in the kingdom of God and then to spread the kingdom. So I encourage you to check up on what you've been talking about in 2021 
and then bring it into 2022 and what you're going to be saying in 2022. Are you going to be a preacher of the word or the preacher of the news in the world? Which are you going to choose to speak in your life every day? The world or the word? Amen. Because the word changes everything. It created and it will change everything and the world is coming to an end. Amen. It's coming to an end. Just speak the word. Amen. And spread your kingdom. You're not from here. You're from heaven. Amen. And God gave you a mouthpiece and you're a mighty speaking spirit just like God is. And you can change your environment and your place of business, your lives, your homes, your families, just by speaking the word of the living God. Amen. It's what created us and what's created everything. Amen. So here we are in Galatians chapter 5. And we'll just start here in verse 16. Galatians 5, 16. And Paul the Apostle, who gave us this book, says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit, that's the real you, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. Or another word of, of saying that is, your flesh lusts for things of the flesh, and your spirit lusts for things of the Spirit. You're a spirit made in the same exact image and likeness of God. Jesus said God is a spirit. The Bible says God is not a man, that he should lie. God is a spirit. Jesus is a man. But God's not. He's a spirit and you're a spirit. Amen? So your spirit lusts after God, the spirit, the creator of spirits. Amen? They lust after the word. They lust after the Holy Ghost, the real you. Amen? On the inside of you. And then that house that you're templed in, you know, <laughs> that body... It craves things of the flesh. Give me a pop talk for breakfast. Give me my coffee. Can't live without my coffee. You know, all these little things. <laughs> Give me that cupcake. That's your flesh lusting after things of the flesh that will never feed your spirit, just your body. So the real you needs to be in, in charge. Amen. It needs to be bigger than your body. And sadly enough, most Christians feed their flesh more than they do their spirit. So that's why their flesh is ruling every decision in their life. And not their spirit, amen? But Paul here is saying, if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of your flesh. Keep living by your spirit, man. Keep praying in tongues. And here we have the author saying, I pray in tongues more than you all to the Corinthian church, a big church. He said, I pray in tongues more than you all. That's Paul the Apostle, amen? So one key we know from Paul the Apostle to walking in the spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh is praying all the time without ceasing. And you can only pray all the time without ceasing through praying in the Holy Ghost or in the gift of other tongues. Have you tried praying without ceasing? I know when I was a baby Christian raised in the Baptist church, I tried praying without ceasing in my carnal, natural mind. And man, I wore myself out. <laughs> Lord Jesus, Lord, I'm doing your work. Why is it so hard? You said your yoke is easier and your burden is light. Why is this so hard? Thinking about everybody, praying for 200 people, all mentally, and then you're worn out at the end. Well, the Holy Ghost was never in it. You were in it, but the Holy Ghost was never in it. It says the carnal reasoning mind is enmity against God, who is a spirit. So we got to get our minds in check, amen? To get lined up with the spirit so we can walk it out in the flesh. We went to a rabbi to get uh, Samuel circumcised, you know, three weeks ago. And he said, uh, the Jews believe that uh, soul and body need to be in perfect union. And I said, I believe that too. You know, and then 1 Thessalonians 5.23 expands on that. Spirit, soul, and body. Paul adds spirit there. But the Jews believe that your spirit, your, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, and your flesh need to be operating simultaneously together as one. 
And I said, yeah, that's true. You really have to control your mind to control your flesh. But you control your mind through your spirit. That's the real you. And they don't really have a strong comprehension of the spirit. They believe when I asked, well, I told you this before, I asked one, one girl, Melissa Vea, a Jewish guy, I said, where are you going to go when you, die, when you die? And she said, Brooklyn. You know, I said, okay. <laughs> but you're a spirit. Where's the real you going to go, you know? you got to give them over to the spiritual side of things because they're a spirit being. All men created in the image and likeness of God are spiritual beings first. So he's saying here, you got to pray in tongues to live in the Holy Ghost, to walk according to your spirit. Amen? And Paul's the one that said, I pray without ceasing, I pray in tongues more than y'all. That's a key. That's a key he gave us. Amen? So that for the lust of the flesh against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another. So, we know our flesh were, was born under the first Adam. When Adam fell, all flesh, all man, flesh fell. But our spirits were raised up and born again the last, through the last Adam, Jesus Christ. So your spirit's brand new the moment you be, get born again. Did you notice your body didn't become new? And your mind didn't become new the moment you received Christ? But you were a new creature that moment. Made the permanent righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You became new. It says all things became new. Well, all things came from the Spirit. That's true. But now it's up to you to change everything through your Spirit. <laughs> to renew your mind through the Holy Ghost in you. Praying in other tongues. Praise Jesus forevermore. You'll see great things in 2022 praying in the Spirit. The Lord will show you this year to come and what you're supposed to do. You're going to know what to do in 2022. You're going to know what to do in 2022. Amen. Just pray in the Holy Ghost until you know. It said the Holy Ghost moved Paul to plan, meaning he prayed in the Holy Ghost until he knew how to plan his steps and journey that year. Amen. <laughs> and he's not a respecter of persons, the Bible says, so if he did it for Paul, he'll do it for you. We just need to pray more often. Pray without ceasing. See things in the Spirit. Just get alone at night and dig your head into a pillow so you can't see anything. And just pray in the Holy Ghost and he'll show you things to come in the Spirit. There'll be light. He is light. Amen. The things he shows you are illuminated. So that's why I like closing my eyes during prayer. Because he's showing you things in the spirit. Amen. They're not natural things. They're spiritual things that bring natural things to pass. But it all starts in the spirit. God is a spirit where all things began and came from. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. So that you do not do... Sorry, and these are contrary one to another, your flesh and your spirit, so that you, say me, see, he says you there, he's talking to your spirit, the real you, so that you do not do the things that you wish, the real you. Yeah, we, we all experience that daily, I think. Dang it, I should have talked to that person. My spirit and God wanted me to talk to that person and I didn't. I listened to my flesh instead of the spirit, the real me. Is that, is any, is that just me? <laughs> is anyone there on that? Dang it, I missed it. Ah, repent. Amen. And if you keep missing it, though, that's the sad thing. If you keep disobeying and keep going with the flesh, you'll sear your conscience. Amen. And you got to have it put back together again through the word of truth and really download the word back in you to get your will on his will to walk out his plan for your life. The best plan there is. Amen. So praise God, we're in the soul furnishing and finishing business. It's, once we get our soul in line, our flesh will function properly. Our spirits will be in dominance of our flesh and of our minds. Amen. But it's that middle man, the soul, that we need to keep in check. Amen. As a man thinketh, Proverbs says, remember that verse? Wise is rich as man, so is he. 
As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you got to rule your thoughts. You got to guard your minds and what's coming into your head. Amen. <laughs> I don't take thoughts from the world. We did a gig the other night, and the girl came to the kitchen cussing and using profanity, and I just started praying in tongues right there, under my breath, you know. And then under my breath, I said, I bound you, you foul spirit, in the name of Jesus. Shut up. Get out of my presence. Stop talking to me and my team. And that did it. She didn't know. Under my breath. You just go into spirit land, amen? You wrestle not against flesh and blood. But, you know, Ephesians 6, against principalities, powers. Your wrestle's not against flesh and blood. Amen. And I did it. She just shut up right after I took my authority under my breath and walked out of the room. In mid-sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you got to handle things in the spirit realm. Amen. You know, enough's enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, when are you going to put your spiritual foot down? Yeah. You know? That's, I hate codependency. It's so evil. People suffering and suffering. And when are you going to grow up and put your foot down and say, enough's enough. I don't have to take any more physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, relational abuse. I'm out. Enough's enough. Amen. you got to put your spiritual foot down for things to happen and for your angels to get off the bench and move Amen. and move people out your life and bring in new people into your life. Amen. Yeah. But that's up to you and your authority. Mm -hmm. Amen. I quit. That's sometimes a good word. <laughs> you know, you're getting bashed long enough. You're not supposed to be there. It's hard. It's miserable. I quit. I'm out. God's got a new door open for me. Amen. Amen. You got to know when to leave. And you got to know when to stay. Amen. Praise God forever. But the moment you do put your spiritual foot down, it will happen for thee. Amen. Yeah. Things will take place and angels start moving. The moment they see you moving in your authority is when they move in theirs. But you, they're up, they're watching you. You know, <laughs> have you ever seen a baseball game and that guy, just that umpire, is just watching the player? That's what angels are doing to you. When's he gonna move? When's he gonna make the call? We're just sitting here. Amen. <laughs> they're waiting for you to say something, or put your spiritual foot down. And when you do, have you noticed? That's when they move. Amen. I'll never forget the first lesson the Lord told me about, taught me about my authority. I was in a movie theater with my ex-girlfriend. Praise God. <laughs> a long, long time ago. <laughs> Run for the hills. <laughs> That's right. Amen. But I'm glad I learned this lesson before Clarissa because she reaped the benefits of it, and so did I. Amen. Uh, but we were in a movie theater, and out of nowhere, she just got angry at me. And I could sense the spirit of offense just on it. You know that spirit of offense? That spirit sucks. <laughs> get out of it. Amen? You run if you have to. Amen? Shut it down, then get out. You don't let that offense come on you. Amen? It'll torment you. You'll be irritated. What just happened? Oh, the spirit of offense was on that person and tried coming on you. No, get. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And I was in there and she got angry out of nothing. I said, I'll be right back. I, w I walked to the restroom. And in that bathroom, I took a authority over the spirit of offense and anger in Jesus' name. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Get! And I went back, and she didn't even remember what happened. No coherence, but she just flipped out. Or, you know, got offended. And that's when the Lord showed me. You used your authority. Amen. That's when angels moved. That's when the atmosphere changed. That's when things shifted in your direction, because you finally stood up. Amen. What do you say? Having done all to sit, sit? No. 
He's having done all to stand, stand. Amen. <laughs> you don't just sit back and take it. You haven't done all to stand, I stand. Therefore, amen. amen. Standing on the word, standing in your authority. If you don't use it, you know, you don't use it, you won't have it. <laughs> you got to use it and exercise it. So praise God, these are all just keys of walking in the Holy Ghost, walking in the Spirit and not the flesh. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are, these are souls under the first Adam, these are works of the flesh, not your born-again spirit. You, the real you, do not plan any of these activities following. Amen? Amen? You plan the fruits of the Holy Ghost underneath this. Amen? But the works of the flesh are evident. They're clear. We know them, he's saying. Anyone can see them. You look at anybody, anywhere, you can see the works of the flesh. And they are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery is a work of the flesh. And if you practice sorcery long enough, like who's that little uh, boy witch? Harry Potter. Potter. If you practice sorcery long enough, it turns into witchcraft. Amen? And that's when Satan will get involved with your life. If you practice adultery or fornication long enough, Satan will gladly meet you on your road to demise. (laughs) And then he'll get involved. Amen? And now you just open the door to the devil into your life. Amen? And now he's ruling and running the show. And you may have no idea. You're just living out your life in the flesh. You know? But if you practice these things, Satan will gladly assist you and come along and help you. And that's when you develop a spirit called a familiar spirit. Because you're used to Satan helping you out. And if you don't do that thing, it doesn't feel comfortable anymore. Know what I mean? Like if you develop an addiction to coffee and you don't have a coffee, you feel uncomfortable. That could be a familiar spirit if you do it long enough. If you're addicted long enough, that could be a familiar spirit saying, everything's right, everything's cozy, everything feels familiar. Amen? That's a familiar spirit. You're going to have to break it off. You're going to have to quit cold turkey. If you're addicted to sugar or coffee, I'm done. I don't want a familiar spirit feeding me lies. Soothing. It's a soothsaying spirit too. Real manipulative. Ah, all is well. No, it ain't. (laughs) You're bringing me down into hell. Amen. So you got to get with God. Walk in the spirit and not the flesh. For the works of the flesh are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery. Hatred is a work of the flesh. Contentions is a work of the flesh. I don't need to contend with the truth. The truth settled forever on earth and in heaven. Amen. You don't need to argue your point. God did it. Elijah did it. <laughs> you know, when he met Elisha plowing the field. He just cast his mantle on him. And he said, wait, let me say goodbye to my mom and dad. He said, what have, I have a, what have I to do with thee? And just kept walking. Just be about your business, amen? Just go about your business. You don't have to please everyone. You don't have to strive over the truth. If they can't hear it, oh well. Pray for them, amen, until they can. And if they can't, that's not on you. Jesus just kept moving. They tried throwing him off the cliff. He just kept moving through them, amen? So just keep moving, amen? Go on to the next person. Who can hear, amen? Don't waste your time on people who can't hear. There's plenty who can. Amen? And most of them are outside the church. They're out there. Amen? They're there longing to hear some type of a drop of water, amen, to feed them and nourish them. They're longing to hear some type of truth because they, they haven't heard it. Amen? 
So keep on moving. Don't waste life. You know, money comes and goes, but your time doesn't. This is your most valuable asset. You know, I don't work for money. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm on the clock. My time's valued. If you can't pay me what I'm worth, then I'm not working for you. Amen? That's how you should be. Your time you'll never get back. Don't waste your time. Amen? Better to waste money than time. <laughs> but don't waste either. Amen? God's not a waster. So he says, sorcery, hatred's a work of the flesh, contentions, jealousies. Anyone? Jealousies? <laughs> jealousies are a work of the flesh. And this one's my favorite. Outbursts of wrath <laughs> is a work of the flesh. Would you stop touching me? <laughs> Would you stop touching me? <laughs> you know, you're driving the car from Knott's with three girls and one little baby. <laughs> Where's my space stick? Dang it, I can't reach them. Clarissa, do something. Outbursts of wrath are a work of the flesh. <laughs> it's when you go into praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Start praising God and it'll change that atmosphere. If they're fighting, it changes their atmosphere. You can, you can be in charge of that. Amen. For the lives of those around you. Glory, glory, hallelujah. It'll change things. Amen. The fightings will stop. The flesh and the spirit will take over again. Amen. And put the spirit back in charge over their little selfish bodies. <laughs> Kids are born selfish. All, all Samuel is doing right now, right now, literally in the back, is eating, crying, and pooping. <laughs> That's it. And he's like, where the heck am I? You know, and the, the bobblehead with the kids out. You push him in that direction. Whoa, there's life over here. And you push, oh my gosh, so bright. <laughs> you know? But you're born selfish. You're born under Adam, amen, the flesh, until you develop your spirit. Amen. Paul talks a lot about babyhood, have you noticed? And desiring the sincere milk of the word. But hey, let's go on to the meat, amen? <laughs> Don't just stay in evangelist, uh, evangel, evangelical church your whole life. Go into the full gospel, amen? Move on in your Pentecostal hood, amen? Crave the meat now. You've been fed with milk your whole life. How long are you going to be a baby, he's saying? Grow up and it's time for to get fed, real, really fed, amen? So that you'll thrive in life, not just survive in life. Amen? It's the truth you know that will set you free. Praise Jesus forever. So selfish ambitions, outbursts of wrath, are works of the flesh. Notice selfish ambition. Are you doing what you're doing just for you? That's selfish ambition. Or are you doing what you're doing for others? I have to make certain in our business I'm always serving out of love. We're hired to serve. Amen. It's a servanthood. I always have to do it with the spirit of love. Otherwise, it profits me nothing. It has to be fueled and backed by love, who God is, to be a success and to thrive and to stay alive. It has to be God-breathed, God-furnished, backed by love all the time. So are you doing it out of selfish ambition? Am I going to do this now for my sake? Or am I going to do it for the sake of others? Am I going to work for myself? Or am I going to work for my family? Amen. What do you, why do you do what you do? Dissensions are a work of the flesh. Hearsays, envy, murders are a work of the flesh. That's a big jump from outbursts of wrath. Would you stop touching me? to murders, <laughs> a work of the flesh. Drunkenness is a work of the flesh, not the spirit. Revelries and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice, say practice, 
Yeah, have you heard that saying, practice makes perfect? If you practice the works of the flesh long enough, you'll become good at them. And Jesse the Plant, is, I love what he said, you know, if, <laughs> if you didn't enjoy sin before you were born again, you weren't very good at it. Or you just didn't know how to do it. You know, the flesh glories in the flesh. <laughs> it's temporary satisfaction, but it's not eternal satisfaction. And Paul says if you practice these works, you're going to become good at them, and you won't inherit the kingdom of God. You'll die in the flesh and not the spirit. I think you can work your way out of the kingdom, it says. <laughs> you can practice your way out of the kingdom. You can lose your inheritance. You can leave the faith. Amen. If you practice things, things long enough. Some pastors and some preachers don't like the once saved, forever saved message because it makes provision for the flesh. I can do whatever I want because I'm saved. I don't think that's true when I study my Bible. I think you can work your way out of your salvation. You can work your way out of them. <laughs> Die prematurely. Die without God. Die outside of them. If you practice these things, he says here, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You won't get it. But, this is a big but, but the fruit of the Spirit, you're born again, the real you. The moment the Holy Spirit came inside you and transformed you into the same exact image and likeness. The fruit of your spirit is love. I would put a colon there because all the other fruits stem from this fruit in operation. The spirit of love. Amen. If you love, you're going to have joy. If you're a lover of men, not a hater of men. If you're looking to save men, not kill men. Amen. <laughs> not side with hatred, variance, the flesh, and the devil. I'm not looking to defend myself. Jesus laid down his life, amen? we got heaven to look forward to, amen? I'm not trying to survive. We're not survivalists. Survivalists are under the curse. They're still trying to meet their own needs without God. We'll read that in the book of the beginnings. Man tried to meet his own needs in the garden without God. By sewing fig leaves together for themselves and making themselves clothes, which were just horrible. Amen? That's still under the curse of the first Adam, your flesh, trying to meet your own needs without God. Instead of just praying in the Holy Ghost and thanking God for everything for all time. He's your permanent provider. Amen? You just pray it in. Pray in what you want and need. Amen? Call it in. You're a spirit being. Amen. And God is listening to you and hearing you. Amen. Can we pause right here and take a look at that amazing account in the book of the beginnings? Genesis 1. It's actually Genesis 3, the fall of man. This is some good stuff here. I just want you to see this. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, God has indeed said... You shall, not eat of it. How, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Yeah, he told her not to eat of this tree. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. It took him 930 years for Adam to die physically. He's talking about spiritual death here. You're going to be separated from me through disobedience through the works of the flesh. I told you not to do it. Just because it's good to your flesh, the eyes, 
amen, and it looks good and it may taste good, you did it. And you're going to die. You're going to leave me through your disobedience. He's saying, you shall die. So they died spiritually that day. That's why the last Adam, Jesus Christ, had to come for all men to make all men live spiritually. Amen. There had to be a sacrifice for their sacrifice. Amen. There had to be obedience for their disobedience. There had to be a perfect exchange. Thank God for Jesus Christ for you and me. Saving us from the first Adam. Amen. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. That's pretty, That's a flat out lie. He didn't even twist the truth on her. He just said, You won't die. The complete opposite of what God just said. You will die if you eat this tree. He said, You will not surely die. That's a lie. For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now we see God puts a cap, a life cap, a time cap on man of 120 years, he said in Genesis. Because he doesn't want him to be uh, aware of evil all the days on earth. The moment we see the knowledge of good and evil instead of the knowledge of just good, of just God, that's when God caps man's life. He says, I don't want you to be tormented with evil on the earth. These will be the length of your days. Because Satan's down here now, and you gave him place. Amen. It's so much better to be knowledgeable of just good. Spread the kingdom, not the world. That's what Satan wants, is for you to spread his kingdom, his news, his world, his agenda, instead of God's. He wants you to speak what he says instead of what God says. Amen. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, not obedience, just her, her lust of the flesh, her desires, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of it in, of the fruit and ate, she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, I would say darkened. They were fully open to God. They were in his presence. His glory surrounded them. They had no idea they weren't even clothed. They were clothed in him, in his righteousness. Amen? Not man's unrighteousness after the fall. They were clothed in him, in him. It's just him. Perfect covering. Like we're going to read Psalm 91 under the wings and the shadow of the Almighty. Just covered. Completely covered. Obeying Him. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew, as a man should know his wife, an intimate knowledge of, a working relationship of, they knew that they were naked. They knew it. The knowledge of good and evil seeded into them. Now they knew they were naked, and for, before they were just living in paradise with God Himself, in His perfect presence. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Notice they didn't kill the animals. They didn't want to, it seemed like they didn't even want to enter back into a blood covenant with God. Amen. They sewed fig leaves. They took of the trees. Verse 8, I love this. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden, paradise, the garden of Eden, in the cool of the day. See, God wakes up early, so should you. It's not the cool of the night. It's, it's the cool of the day, amen? That means the morning hours. God was up, walking around his garden, amen, that he gave to man. In the garden, in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. That's what sin will do every time. It'll make you try to run from God instead of back to him. That's why we love that story of the prodigal son who came home. There's full provision for you at home, son. Just come all home. Don't run from me. Come back to me. Amen? 
And they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. I want you to see this. The first tree huggers are right here. <laughs> Sorry. They hid themselves among the trees. They got leaves from the trees. They may have even became tree worshippers. They hid from the presence of God among the trees. Maybe they made idols of trees. Started worshipping trees. Made clothes of trees. The first tree huggers are right here. Hiding amongst the trees. Amen. Then the Lord God called to Adam, the man, the head, and said to him, Where are you? It ain't ever your wife's fault. Men, you're taking full responsibility over your house. To not do so is a lack of responsibility. You just laid down your rights and who you are. It always comes, that's the number one rule in leadership. Do you know that? Full responsibility. If an employee of you makes a mistake, you just did. It's on you. You've got to take full credit for your mistakes and your accomplishments. Amen? First rule in leadership. Take full responsibility. He calls to man. Wait. Didn't Eve pick the fruit and eat the fruit and then give it? Wasn't she the one in transgression, Paul said? He called to man. Adam. <laughs> He's the head. Amen? The Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? God lost sight of his man the moment he fell. God gained sight of you again the moment you got born again. He lifted you back up into the light line, into his son, light himself. He knows exactly where you're at every day of your life. He knows exactly where you go every day. He knows the thoughts and the tense of your heart. He knows the hairs on your head are all numbered. He knows all these things about you now that you're known of God, Paul says. Again, through his son Jesus. God is not aware of the sinner until they're saved. Amen? His eyes are on you. That's why judgment always begins with the household of faith in the house of God, because his eyes are on you, the church, not the world. Have you noticed? God's not in control of the world. It says 2 Corinthians 4, 4, Satan, the God of this world, is in control of the world Babylonian system. And guess what the umbilical cord is to the Babylonian system? It's death. Guess what the umbilical cord is to heaven? The tithe. They ate of their tithe that day. They ate of their tithe, the tree, and broke covenant with God. God was no longer their provider. They took providing for themselves upon themselves by sewing fig leaves together. And here we see God, a great act of God, calling out to his man again. Where are you? Why did you leave me or forsake me? Where did you go, Adam? So he said, Adam, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that? Probably the serpent, right? The knowledge of good and evil. He let Satan into his household to talk to his wife and to talk to him. Destruction. Because we know the thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. If he can steal the word, he's got you. First he has to steal it. Then he can kill and destroy. If he steals the constitution that was based on the word of God from America, he can then destroy America. He comes to first steal. That's the order. Steal, kill, destroy. He can't kill and destroy without stealing first. Amen? That's why you have to guard the truth with all your heart. Don't let him take it. Practice these things. Practice your quiet time. Practice your covenant. 
again, the Jewish tradition, they had to memorize the Pentateuch, the Torah. By the age they were 12, we've talked about Jesus doing that. By the age of 13. I must be about my father's business. Think about that. Five books memorized by the age of 12. That's Jewish tradition. That's the book of Numbers. <laughs> That's a hard book to memorize. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. All five of the books of Moses. They had to memorize. They still do. A real Jew. By the age of 12. I was like, Lord, I should do that with Samuel. No wonder they're flourishing, the Jews. They have their covenant memorized. It's in them. Amen? You can't take it from them. <laughs> what happened to us? <laughs> the only thing I've heard about Father Abraham in the Baptist church was, Father Abraham had many sons. It's the only preaching I heard on Abraham. But Paul says Abraham is the father of you all. Abraham was circumcised and Abraham tithed. He's the father of you all. Amen. <laughs> Praise God forever. So we're supposed to research and look at our forefather, Abraham, to see how to do things. And Romans 4 is a great account of how Abraham, our father in the faith, acted and functioned on the earth, giving glory to God. Romans 4, 17. Amen. Did not doubt, but gave glory to God, counting it done. Amen. Paul gives account of Abraham because he's our father. He's the father of faith. So we're supposed to honor our heritage. You should read up on your fathers. You were grafted in. You're part of their lineage. Again, I've said it before, you're more Jew than Gentile now. You were grafted in. Jesus was a Jew. You're grafted in, amen? You should know your Jewish heritage. That's now your background. You should know about your father Abraham, who was very rich in cattle, silver, and in gold. Genesis 13, 2 says. You should know that he entered into covenant through the tithe and that the Lord prospered him and he had 318 trained servants who fought for him and worked for him. That's your heritage. That's your father. Your father had 318 employees. Amen. So you should know about your father, right? On earth. Your earthly father. Just like we should know about our heavenly father. Amen who worked through our father Abraham on earth, who entered into covenant himself with our father Abraham. You know, again, in the Baptist church, that's all I knew about Abraham. That's one song. No one preached on Abraham, like Paul did in Galatians, putting us in remembrance of our forefathers. Let's get back to the garden, shall we? <laughs> Where it all happened. <laughs> Where it all fell. He said, I heard your voice, and who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Seemed like God just left Adam in charge. Here's the earth. I'm going to check out for a bit. I'm going to go back to heaven, make sure things are okay at home, then come back and visit you, just like a good landlord. Make sure everything's working properly down here. Where are you? What happened? Why did you disobey me? I tried to set you up for eternity, place you in paradise and provide all your needs. Why did you leave? <laughs> Then the man said, the woman <laughs> whom you gave to be with me. If you're married, have you done that? My wife did it. Oh, it's all her fault. If you're getting a divorce. Oh, it's my wife's fault. No, the Bible says it's your fault as a man. If you've got a divorce, if you're a man, it's all on you. It ain't on your wife. You're helping me. And I would never help my wife get a divorce. Amen. Make her an adulterer. 
That's just blasphemy. Amen? It's all on you as the head of the house. That's why he's talking man to man to Adam here. Not to Eve. To Adam first. It's on you, men. The rise and fall of your families is all on you. That's responsibility. If you're not ready to have a family, don't do it. Wait. <laughs> it's a big responsibility. The protection of your family is on you. That's why God preserves you. You're not going to die early. He needs you as the head of your house. Amen? Your wife's sick? Not her fault. That's your fault. Amen? Your house is going under. You don't have enough to pay your bills. Ain't your wife's fault. That's the liberal movement. That's your fault, men. It's because men stepped out of position. That's why women had to come into position. Because men stepped out. It's all on you, men. Come on. Get with God. Amen? Teach you how to be a real man. Praise God forever. A man takes care of his household. Paul said that, right? If you don't take care of your own house, you're worse than an unbeliever who takes care of their house. They work hard to take care of their house. I've seen them. I've seen billionaires work real hard to take care of their families. That are heathen. Sinners. Don't know God. He says, you're worse than one of them. If you don't take care of your own family, your own household. If you have widows among you, that's the precipice of that. If you have any widows among you, you aren't taking care of them, that's you. That's your own fault. As the head of the house, you better get to it. Take care of them, amen? Praise God forevermore. That's good preaching, Brother Eli. Where are the women in the bunch? Come on, encourage me here. <laughs> Praise Jesus forever. I receive, amen? He corrects me to correct you, amen? That's my job. When he called me to the ministry, he said, feed my sheep, he feeds me to feed you. Amen? This is just what he called me to do. I don't care if anyone don't like it or receives it. I'm going to do it all the days of my life. I'm called of God, not of man. You should know your calling too, because then you won't care what man thinks. You do your best, that's all you got to do. You'll live a satisfied, content life. Amen? Just preach the word. Just go about your business. Amen? Praise Jesus. Is everyone getting something from this? Where did we leave off? And we're closing up here. What is this you have done? The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the tree and I ate. Well, why weren't you watching her? Why didn't you tell her there's a thief in the garden and we're called together, as might help me, to keep the devil out of this garden? Didn't give her proper instruction. Didn't give her the vision of God. Amen. Kept it to himself. So she wasn't there to help him. She was deceived. He let the, he let the devil in. To his house. <laughs> the woman you gave me to be with me, she gave it to me. I blame my wife. It's not my fault. Has anyone done that in your old religious days? <laughs> Blamed others and not yourself? Corrected others and not yourself? Always cast the judgment on others and not yourself? And then you wonder why your life's a mess? A mess? <laughs> yeah, been there, done that. Thank God the Lord has taken off those those religious eyes. Amen. The planks in your eyes. Once you receive the Holy Spirit, you just wiped them out. I'll never learn about God to the fullest. I'll never know fully who He is. All the days of my life. There's always something to learn. There's always something else to know. You can't exhaust His riches and storehouses. There's always more ahead. Thank God for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. 
the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. Not to cast judgment, to cast truth. That's the difference. Amen? Speak the truth, not judgment. Call your children how you want them to be. Amen? Speak to yourself who you want to be. Amen? Speak the word. That's what he's doing right now. The Father and the Son speaking the word over us into the children he wants us to become. That's why he gave pastors, preachers, evangelists to speak the word over the church to make them the children he wants them to become. If you leave the church, you leave instruction. You leave your instruction, you leave your father, you'll just be like, like Adam. Where'd you go? Why'd you disconnect from me? We had a covenant here. What happened? Amen. Why, and then to the woman, so the Lord went to the woman after. You know, there's always three sides in a story. There's her side, his side, and the right side. <laughs> always take God's side. Amen. Just stay with God. Don't, don't take sides. Don't play favoritisms. She's wrong, he's wrong, God's right. Stay with God. Amen. You ever called to counsel someone, which you are because the counselor's now in you. Don't take sides. Take over. <laughs> take God's side. Amen. It's always three sides. <laughs> and there's God's side. Amen. Praise God. The woman said, you went to the woman next. What is this you have done? I'm sure he spoke more gently to her. Amen. Because Adam's in charge. What is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. My husband let him in. <laughs> That's what she should have said. So the Lord God said to the serpent... So the serpent went right to the devil. Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, Jesus, the seed of us all. He shall bruise your head, Satan, Jesus, and you shall bruise his heel, man. That goes for you too. You shall bruise Satan's head. You're a man, born again. And he shall bruise your heel. Meaning, keep him under your boot all the days of your life. And I, I advise you to wear a strong boot to keep him under. Amen? <laughs> keep your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, that means. Keep him under your feet, amen, with the gospel, the good news. Not the bad news. We're not called to preach bad news ever. We're called to preach good news. Always. Always. Amen? Always. All the time. Think about how enjoyable your car rides will be when you're speaking the good news, not the bad news. Amen? Or your houses. Or your kitchens. When you're speaking good news. Refuse to speak bad news. You're not from here. Why are you spreading it? <laughs> That's just what Satan wants. Get distracted. Spread my news. Forget about his. Amen? That's what, can you see that in the news media? From the government even? Speak bad news, not good news. Don't spread the kingdom. Spread, spread his garbage. That's just what he wants. Between the woman and between your seed, and you shall bruise his heel. You shall bruise his head, he shall bruise his heel. Verse 16. And then he gets back to the woman. After he spoke to the devil. And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow. This is in the causative sense, not the, not the aggressive sense. It's a more allowed. I will allow your sorrow and your conception to be multiplied. And in pain you shall bring forth children. That's under the curse. 
That's under the curse. Pain and childbirth under the curse. Second Peter 2.24 still applies to the woman in childbirth and a labor. He himself took your pains. Took them and bore them. Jesus did. The last Adam. So you don't have to bear it. That's what we said every pregnancy. Amen. Well, you know, whether it's in us and it works, it's, that's up to us. But God said it. That settles it. Jackie Mize had a, a, what is it, pain-free birth, 25 minutes, 25-minute labor. Three times? Wow. Three times. That's why we read up on that book, Supernatural Childbirth. Terry Mize has spoken here. That was his ex-wife who went on to be with heaven. She wrote that book. And it's done us much, much wonder. First wife. First wife. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me on that one. <laughs> come on, where's the holy water? Splash it on me. Terry, will you come back next year? <laughs> Say it in the Donald Trump voice. Back here. Just hold the bottom lip open if you want to talk like Trump. Next year. <laughs> oh, there's a great guy on YouTube who does both Biden and Trump. So good. It's just, it's just like right on point. It's so good, if you want to check that out. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. So you're supposed to live a pain-free life. After the cross, he took our pains, he bore our sicknesses. Again, this is under the curse, right? In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband. Your focus will be on your husband all the days of your life. And he shall rule over you. That's under the curse. How many religions do you see operating in that curse? Terry Mize has said here before from the pulpit, it's the, it's the wife's worst day in India when she gets married to a man who's Hindu. Because she knows when the day she gets married again, she loses all her freedom. Now she's serving her husband, being ruled by her husband. That's under the curse. She's no longer alongside him. She's beneath him. That's the curse of the law. That's not how our marriages are supposed to be. They're supposed to be perfect unions. The two become one flesh, Paul said in the New Testament. Amen? Now she's your helpmate, just like she was created to be, to exercise authority with in the garden. Amen? Side by side, the same plateau. Amen? Same spiritual strength. Amen? And uh, Clarissa could probably beat me up. <laughs> Physical strength too. Amen? She's risen back up through Jesus. Amen? Equal plain as man again. There should be just as many female preachers as there are male preachers. Amen? Come on. Equal. Equals. The two become one flesh. You're one. That's under the curse. Amen. And then to Adam, he said, back to Adam again. Let's, let's focus right here on the head, Adam. Coming back to you. To Adam, he said, because you have heeded... Heeding means listening with intention to do. Because you have listened to your wife's voice over mine, your father, your creator. Remember it was just me and you in the garden? Son? Before Eve? Remember it was just us first? Jesus says that in Revelation. You've left, you've left your first love. He always has to be first place. If you're both pursuing Jesus, it's going to be a good marriage. <laughs> If you're both pursuing the word all the days of your life, him first, that's when you flourish. The moment someone drops out is the moment divorce happens. Really. You stop following God, you stop putting him first place. He got to be first. 
He's got to be number one. He is a jealous God. Amen. So because you listen to the voice of your wife over mine, you know, she said something different than what I said. It wasn't coercion. She didn't say what I said. You listened to her over my voice. You put her over me. Adam, you put your relationship with your wife over your relationship with me, he's saying. So he said, because you have done this and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil, this is the first Adam, for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Just stop right there. Proverbs 13, 22. The blessing of the Lord. 10, 22. It maketh rich, and he has no painful toilings with it. That word sorrow there is toiling. You're redeemed from the curse of toiling now. Amen? All the days of your life, both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. Well, you can settle that. Just get rid of your rose bushes. Amen? Now you have authority again. That's not true. You're not under the curse anymore. Through Jesus, right? And you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, meeting your own needs without me because you broke covenant. You ate your tithe. <laughs> Instead of obeying me and giving me what's mine. In the sweat of your face, again, the umbilical cord to heaven is the tithe. The umbilical cord to the Babylonian system of commerce is debt. Amen? That's what Satan wants you to get into. Because he knows that the borrower is servant to the lender. You, who you enter in covenant with matters. I'd rather maintain my relationship in covenant financially with God through the tithe, amen, than to pay off a debt. If you're in debt, you can't give as you should. If you're in debt, you can't be a joyful giver sometimes because you owe man something and now you're enslaved to him. God would have you debt-free all the days of your life instead of you trying to meet your every need. That's under the curse. Man trying to meet his own needs. For out of it you were taken in the sweat of your face, verse 19, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Speaking strictly to the flesh of man. Didn't even observe the spirit. They died spiritually. God's just dealing with the flesh there, right? Your body will go back to the ground, but your spirit lives forever now, right? He's speaking just to the flesh of man. That's where the Jews get it. Spirit was taken out the moment they fell. They fell, amen? Now they're just man. They're not supernatural anymore. Now they're just natural. Trying to meet their own needs, all in their own strength. That's under the curse, men. That's toiling that you're redeemed from. God does not want you getting six jobs. God wants you getting the best job. Focus, amen? Focus. Amen. And Adam called his wife's name Eve. Because she was the mother of all living. Also for Adam, get this, this is huge. Also for Adam and his wife, they're still married. Even though they fell together, they stay together. And Adam and his wife, the Lord God, made tunics of skin and clothed them. Notice that. The moment they fell, God cut a blood covenant again with them. Where did he get the skins? Animals. He had to kill an animal himself, probably a lamb, and made skins for them and clothed them again. That's the same thing as Joseph 
with the robe, the technicolor dream coat his father put him on him. Clothed him again with the robe of righteousness, a fresh cut blood covenant. The moment man fell, God cut covenant with man. Covenant means to cut. Literally to cut. Without the submission of blood, there's no covenant. Amen? Every covenant we see is cut through blood. Isn't that just like your father? You get out from him, he's welcoming you home like the prodigal son, ready to put his robe back on you. Made him close himself. Sacrificed his own offerings himself for man. A type and simile of what's to come in his own son. Now you're clothed in him. You're clothed in righteousness himself through his son. He now clothed you in himself again. Not just the skin of animals. Not fig leaves. Praise God. He got rid of those. What is this? Take those off. Put this on. Amen. That's what he's saying to us today. Put off the flesh. Put on the robe of righteousness. Put this garment on. Put on your garment of praise. Amen. Put what I've created for you on. You don't have to do it alone. I'm your father. I'll meet your every need. You don't have to work for a living. Just live to give. It makes things so much easier. Amen. <laughs> you don't have to toil to provide for your family. You don't have to take thought for your life. I got you. You're in covenant again. I cut covenant with you. Amen. <laughs> Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then just end with me in Galatians. Did you hold your spot? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just back up one page to Galatians 3.14, 3.13. Christ, say Christ. Christ. The anointed one in his anointing, the anointed one there, has redeemed us from the curse of the law, becoming the curse for us, for it is written, get this, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Isn't that funny how Paul called it a tree when man fell from a tree? Yeah. Now they're restored through the tree, the cross. Puts that in there for a reason. Man fell through eating a tree, now he's restored through a tree, through my son hanging on it. The cross, amen? So that, so that, the blessing of who? The blessing of your father Abraham, who you should know a lot about. So that, this is why Christ died for you, the world. So that the blessing of Abraham might come upon you in him. You're entitled to everything Abraham had. Join heir. On the earth. <clears throat> Abraham was on the earth. <laughs> so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And Galatians 5.22, and we'll end with this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh, nailing your flesh to the cross, to the tree every day, with its passions and its desires. For if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Don't provoke. 
That's scriptural. Don't provoke anyone to anger. Be gentle. Notice the fruit of the Spirit is the born again you. This is who you really are. To practice anything outside of these is going against your nature. This is you. you we need to know who we are. Especially in the end days. You've got to know who you are more than ever. So your identity is not taken from you by the identity thief, Satan. He's after your identity. You got to know who you are, amen? You got to know you have authority over him. You got to know the born again you is love himself now. This is who you are. This is just who I am. I love everywhere. I'm always joyful. I'm joyful everywhere. This is who you are. I'm not sad and depressed. That's not who I am. That's not who you are. I am peaceful always in any situation. Why? Because I know my covenant. God's got you. God's got you. Amen? Therefore, it brings peace. You're long-suffering. You can outlast the devil. You're kind. You're not harsh. You're not looking to kill anyone or take a vengeance. You're kind to others. That's you. If you want to kill someone, we just saw, that's, that's your flesh talking. you got to crucify it. If you want to get even, that's your flesh. you got to kill it. Amen? And live in the real you. <laughs> Goodness is you. Did you notice that? You're good forever. You're a good seed. You were born of incorruptible seed. The word of the living God. You are now inherently good forever. You're good. You're a good man. You're a good woman. God doesn't care what you've done. If you're in him and he's in you, you're permanently good. You're good. You're good in his eyes. Amen? That's a great thing to get in your heart. I'm a good man. Because Satan's trying to try, especially men, he's going to try to talk to you out. You're a bad man. I ain't bad. I'm good. I'm good through Jesus. Amen? I'm, I'm forever good. No, I'm good. That's a great thing to say to yourself. I'm a good person. I'm a good man. I'm a good woman. Amen? Praise God. Goodness is a fruit of your born-again spirit. Faithfulness. The real you is faithful. The real you don't cheat. The real you don't flee your responsibilities. The real you is faithful to your wives. Amen? You're faithful in your relationships. You're faithful to your employers. You're faithful. People should know that you're the faithful ones. Amen? Made in the same exact image and likeness. We're faithful. We're faithful. Amen? There's been many opportunities to quit. We've been here six years plus. Faithfulness. It all comes back to that. Just be faithful. Just stand. Just keep going. Stay faithful. Amen? Having an honest stand, stand. Be faithful. Gentleness is the fruit of the Spirit. Gentleness. Not harshness. Not condemning. Not judging. Not beating someone over the head with the Bible. They can't receive that. Would you? I didn't. I left church because of that. Amen? I started smoking weed, selling drugs on Sunday, so I didn't have to go. <laughs> In junior high. Left to smoke weed. Why? There was nothing there. There's no spirit. Amen? The flesh had me. It was more enjoyable. I didn't know the things of the Spirit. The baptism of the Spirit wasn't preached. Amen? I didn't know my covenant with Abraham. Hey, that I should have been working at age 15. I should have been rich at 15. Didn't know those things. Amen? You live by what you know. Right? And gentleness and self-control. Anytime you're out of control, you're out of yourself. 
You're out your mind, literally. You're out yourself. Self-control is the real you controlling you. Putting yourself in subjection. Putting your flesh under. I exercise self-control today. Amen. I ain't going off to a drinking party to lose control. To get back into the flesh and lose control of my body. I'm keeping my flesh under today. Amen. You stop touching me. No. <laughs> you know, you can rewrite your history through praying in tongues. You can back up time. You can erase a confession through praying in tongues. Angels can move time for you. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. This is what I should have said. And you replace it with the words you want, with the words he says through praying in tongues. I do that all the time. I feel right, feel right as rain again. Amen. I shouldn't have said that. And it's back. I'm back. I'm back. Amen. I'm on the light line again. I'm walking in the blessing. I'm walking in my love path. Amen. This is a lot, but I just wanted us to see all this. This is good stuff. Amen. This is the real you who you need to know in 2022 who you are like never before. Because the devil's going to be on the rampage trying to convince you who you're not. And those Christians who are standing and know who they are, they're going to be blessed beyond their wildest dreams this year. There's a harvest coming for you this year. Pastor Art Aragon, who I'm ordained under, his year for 2022 is it's the year of your harvest. My year for 2022 is it's double for your trouble. Hey, God's speaking the same thing. Amen? It's time. Praise God forevermore. It's time for you to shine like never before if you stay faithful to who you are. Amen? Don't speak what the world says. Speak what God says. Vaccine, shmeen, mass, uh, by his stripes you're healed. That's the word. Focus on that. Spread that gospel. You know, people are scared wearing masks all over in, in stores. By the stripes of Jesus, you're healed. Just receive them. You don't need a mask. He'll protect you. You know? It's going to take the non-mask to speak. <laughs> Because no one can hear a word anyone's saying with a mask on. <laughs> Amen. There's gonna be there's gonna have to be some massless wonders in 2022 to preach the gospel. Amen. To get the word out. Hey, have you been to a teller anyone with a mask on? What are you saying? <laughs> I can't understand a word you're saying. There's gonna be some massless preachers in the days ahead. Amen. Going to spread the gospel wherever they go. We gotta change earth. It's getting bad. <laughs> Amen. we got to change it with the kingdom, not be conformed to it. Praise God forevermore. Say, I'm called. I'm called. Say, I'm sent. I'm, I'm not from here. I'm, from I'm from heaven. I'm on assignment. I'm, on assignment. I'm just a pilgrim on the earth. I'm just passing through. My days shall be 120. No more than that. I use them wisely. I number my days. He crowns the year with his goodness. And his past drip with abundance. Say, I have abundance going into this year. I am set up for 2022. This will be the best year I've ever had. These are the best days of my life. As I draw closer to God, He draws closer to me until He catches me away in that great and beautiful day. In Jesus' name. Say, I've been restored from the first Adam through the last Adam and now I live after the spirit and not the flesh I'm set free from sin I'm set free from myself he's raised me up with him and gave me his same nature I'm exactly like my father and I can do all things 
through his son who strengthens me. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap. Praise God forever. Did someone get something from this message? Thank you for tuning in online. We love you guys on the podcast and Word of the Ranch. We're going to take up our offering. It's good to be able to give. Amen. And you can give to Word of the Ranch if you like. That's new and approved. Amen. And um, God's a good God. And He'll give you back more than what you give Him. So just make sure you're giving it to Him, not to man. Amen. Well, I should have Nancy approved this message. <laughs> give it to God. Amen? Amen. He's your source. He's your provider. That's why the tithe is so, so huge. It's because it puts you and God in remembrance that God is your source, not you and not man. You tithe off the top. Amen? You give 10% right to God. It's His. Amen? Just like that tree in the garden. Right, Sophie? 10% right off the top. Just like the tree in the Garden of Eden. It was God's. He said, don't eat of it. That's your tithe. Don't touch it. Amen. That's my tree. You'll live a long, blessed life. Just don't cut covenant. Amen? Don't break away. Just obey. You be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of land. Amen? Don't eat your tithe. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what debt you've been in. God will supernaturally raise your debt as you honor Him. Tithing is honoring God with your substance. Amen? It says, honor the Lord your God with the first fruits of all your increase. So that. Always read the so that. <laughs> That's your promise attached to your obedience. So that. Your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. Don't forget the so that. Jesus always remembered the so that. It says he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. So that. Amen. Don't forget your rewards. It's up to you to believe for him. Amen. It's not just our responsibility to sow seed in the ground. It's our responsibility to harvest that seed too. To harvest the crop. Amen. <laughs> we gotta be you gotta call in your harvest in 2022. It's the year of your harvest. If you don't call it in, it ain't going coming to you. You gotta call it into you. They say, money come to my bank now. Finances come in right now. Harvest come into me now. I'm in charge of my harvest because I'm in charge of my seed. I live from what I give. Do you get that? You can live from what you give. Just put your faith in that. Put yourself in that. I live from what I give. I sow and I reap. I'm not working for money. Money's working for me. I'm over money. Money's not your master, right? (laughs) God's your master. So I give where God says give. Amen? And he blesses me more than I could ever bless myself or my children. Because I'm a tither. Because I'm a sower of seed. Amen? I live from what I give. Why don't you have much? Why don't people have much? Why do some people in church have more than others? Some are just bigger givers. That's it. I'm I'm telling you, that's it. You can show your way up, just like I did. 11.33 an hour with three children? Come on. Sewed my way up, amen? Worked at Lowe's, for Christ's sake. Then went on to Whole Foods, sowed my way up, kept sowing, amen? Sowed my way into my own business, amen? Just sow your way up. We gave ourselves out of lack. We gave ourselves out of poverty. When we could not afford diapers and formula, it came in the mail through our giving. We gave more than we ate, amen? So that we could have more to give with in the future. We set up our tomorrow yesterday. 
Amen. We set up our children's future a long time ago when we started giving and living to give. Tithing regularly, sowing regularly. Amen. And now our children know it. Sophie sows. Lily gives. Don't give that away. You just got it. You're going to regret it. We have to tell them not to give. Amen. But always remember the so that. If you give, it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down. Remember the reward. Focus on the rewards. Amen? That'll, that'll make you more obedient and willing. Just like Jesus. Who for the joy set of forum endured the cross. Amen? Genesis 8.22, and I'll leave us with this. As long as the earth remains... So shall seed time and harvest. You cannot have a harvest without sowing seed on earth. Jesus would not have you. Sorry, God would not have you without sowing Jesus. He would never have reaped us his harvest without sowing his best. It's spiritual law. You cannot have a harvest without planting something first. So don't stop planting and don't stop calling in your harvest. It's promised you in the Word of God. These are laws of prosperity that work day in, day out, as long as the earth remains. If you need to increase, get with God. Where do I need to give? That's the number one way to increase. God, where do I need to give in 2022? Who do you need me to partner with? What's my home church? Who am I supposed to send my tithe to? Because it's where you put your name there. Amen? But you got to get with God to find out. It's his money. It's his stuff. Amen? He wants what's his. And he can't accomplish the things he wants to accomplish on earth without you being obedient. Amen? we got to move forward in obedience and blessings. Amen? And we're willing and obedient. Father, I just pray over our offering today and all our partners you're sending our way today. And who've partnered with us for these last six years. I thank you, Lord, that it's a breakthrough day in 2022. Thank you for a new year of new beginnings. Double for their trouble. I thank you, Lord, that this is a great year of restoration in the household of faith and of God. For those who choose to live by faith and hold strong and tight to your word, they will see the greatest days ahead they've ever seen in their lives if they continue to speak what you say. We bless them, Father. We thank you for every family, every family member in the body of Christ that's here with us and has chosen to, to unite themselves with us and us to them. Thank you, Father, for moving us ahead, for building a great team and a great army. We speak blessings over everybody who's called to us. Bring them in, Lord. We bless them. Pave their path to us so that we can bless them. We love you, Father. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for the fresh, precious fruit of the earth. In Jesus' name. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 God is so good. You feel his presence. I feel like he's just multiplying. Just like the, the boy with the loaves and the fishes right now. The, the little you're, whatever you're giving him, he's going to multiply back to you. Like the loaves and the fishes. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Say, this is my day of multiplication. I'm going to see addition. Today 
in my life. I receive it. He's the miracle worker. And I believe in him. And he's bringing it to pass. On my behalf. Because he loves me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we lift up tithes and offerings to you. A sweet-smelling sacrifice and Savior. Bless you with it, Lord. Bless you with them. Move them how you wish. Send them where you want. Expand your kingdom on earth. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thanks for being with us, everyone. That was long, but it's the first word of the year. And you know the first words God spoke to man were the blessing. First words of the year matter. What you're saying today matters. It's setting up your 2022, amen? We love you guys. Thank you for being with us. Bless you all. Bye online. Thanks, Sophie. Did you do it? Can you post it? Do you know how to do that?